been listening to MOD Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG channel where we help you to see real and practical Christians from God's word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today, I'm going to be answering a question that somebody posed to me online. And uh, it's been a minute on this podcast, but I just thought this would be a very good um, topic to explain on the podcast because I'm sure there are lots of people who are also having uh, similar questions. So without uh, further ado, let us get into it. All right. So good afternoon, Pastor Essien. I have a question. Do you think God is actually good like people say? <laughs> All right. So I think um, that's the first thing that I want to talk about. Is God good like people say? Now, which people are saying that? All right. I already give a response to this person but i'm just going to be re-responding i think it will help the person more hearing this because i was just like typing or chatting with the person but then it will help a lot of other people so first of all um when you say like people say um you have to realize that god's goodness is not hearsay it is not what people are saying or talking about god's goodness is established in the scriptures God's goodness is something that we teach because we've seen it in the scriptures, in the word of God. God himself, who inspired the scriptures, all right, the Bible talks about the fact that the scriptures were given, said that um, the prophecy came as holy men spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Are you seeing that? So the scriptures is a documentation of inspired thought or inspired speech. Even the writing itself was inspired. So the book you are have or holding the Bible is a book that is inspired. It is not an ordinary book. Are you seeing that? It's not a book anyway. It's called the Holy Scriptures. Holy means special. Why is it special? Because they are God-breathed. They are inspired. All right? If you look at 2 Timothy uh, 2 verse, um, I busy 3, but I think it's 2. Okay, actually it's 3 verse 15. 2 Timothy 3 verse 15. Um and from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise into salvation through faith which is in christ jesus verse 16 all scripture is given by what inspiration of god it is inspired by god the source of the material where it came from is not man it is god are you seeing that so when we say something like god is good we're not giving man's opinion we're giving god's own revelation this is what god has revealed about himself and he has you know, backed that claim up countless times with his actions. Are you seeing that? So it is given by the inspiration of God and it is profitable for what? Teaching. So we teach from God's word. God is the one who tells about himself and we explain that to you. Every good teacher of the word of God goes into the Bible and studies it. That's why 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 15 says, study or be diligent to show yourself approved unto god a workman that needs not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth so you see he is the one who um studies a good teacher of the word is a good is a diligent um let's say studier or a diligent student of the word and he studies it 
listens, meditates on it, and then he teaches it to you. So, a good teacher will never invent his own ideas. He'll never just come to you and start to teach what he feels. And there are people like that today who are teaching what they feel. There are people that are going to the Bible trying to find out, um, like, I have an idea, right? And I want to prove my idea. So I go into the Bible to look for my own idea all over the Bible. For example, you have like the LGBTQ community today. Um, there are pastors who are literally frantically scraping scriptures, looking all over the place for scriptures to back up their own beliefs that God supports gay relationships, that God is okay with it and God never said it's wrong. They are going in searching. That's the wrong way. You're actually going to discover what is already inside because it is god's own word so your own is not to invent your own is not to you're not going in there to prove your own ideas you're going in there to discover what is already in there so i just want to get that out of the way so when we say when people say it's not people say it's actually god who said he is good all right and i'll just give you one go-to scripture if someone says prove that god is good in a nutshell i will just refer them to james all right i think james did a lot of work on that james 1:17. every good gift and every perfect gift is from above are you seeing that every what good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning now um when i you know share this there, there's going to be a bunch of other verses of scripture that will come to people's minds a lot of other thoughts that will come to people's minds um you know, all of our scriptures that, ah, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about that? What about this? You know, and that and that and that. <laughs> you get. Um, but I will just go to Hebrews chapter 1. All right. Um, there's a verse. I was studying this the other day and a verse of scripture just stood out to me. All right. Um, let me see. It says here, um, Hebrews 1 verse maybe from verse 10. And you, Lord, in the beginning has laid foundation of the earth and the heavens are the works of your hands. They shall perish, but you remain. And they all wax old as a garment and as a vesture shall fold them up and they shall all be changed. But you are the same and your years shall never fail. So if this text just tells us that God is the same, he never changes, this is how he is. So when we come to James, if you look at that James that we just read, James 1.17, and it says every good gift and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, no variation or shadow of turn. That is, this guy is just light. There is no variation. There is no darkness. There is no evil about him. If that is what, you know, we are seeing in James, and the Bible says the scriptures cannot be broken. They are all together. That is, they stand. You can't, um, how do I put it? It doesn't contradict itself. It is it is not variable it's not like oh you see here god is here then he changes and everything no here we are seeing clearly that god does not change he has never changed he has remained the same and if we say every good gift and perfect gift is from above is from the father of light so in other words if the gift is bad it's not from god if there is evil in this world in any way shape or form it is not from god it is not god's doing and that should give us room for thought you know when you understand this and you go into the scriptures and you are reading the scriptures it allows you to properly interpret you know scriptures well you know jesus for example would say um that if you've seen me if you go to john 14 he was talking to i think that would be philip and philip was like you know show us the father and it's okay for us 
and he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Um, okay, let's look at John 14 from verse 4. It says, um, and where I go, you know, and the way you know, this is Jesus talking. Thomas, okay, it was Thomas. Thomas said unto him, Lord, this Thomas guy. He says, we know that we don't know where you're going and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Okay? So he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Verse 7, if you had known me, you should have known my Father also. And from henceforth, you know him and have seen him. So Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father and it's okay for us. It suffices. If I'm going to King James route, sufficeth us. And Jesus said to him, have I been so long time with you and you have not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And now say you, show us the Father. If you see me, you what? You've seen the Father. In other words, he is exactly like the Father. He says, believe you not that I am the Father and the Father is in me. And the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. All right? You know, and, and this, what this just means is, and I've explained this a lot of times, that you see Jesus, many people think when say Jesus, God the Son, or you think is a separate, no, God has the ability to be at different places at different times. He has the ability to remain God in eternity and still God in time as a man. So when Jesus said, I am I, the Father in me, what's he saying? He says, I'm the Father. In other words, Philip is saying, show us the Father. And he said, what are you talking about? I am the Father. I am the Father. Um, if you want a more comprehensive breakdown of this particular teaching, go to telegram t.me slash um, Pastor Essien um, or just type Pastor Essien Talks on Telegram and look for um, Trinity and other table shakings. It's a teaching. I went in depth into this to explain this fact. You know, when you do this, there are people who don't pursue this knowledge and then you remain confused. Go and listen to it. Get it. All right. So I'm trying to establish the fact that God is Jesus. What does that mean? It means that the perfect way to know what God is or who God is or what God can do and not do is to look at Jesus. That's how you can how you can know. <laughs> you see that? And if you can, un- argue, arguably, you know, when it comes to people asking this question, is God good? They remove Jesus from the equation. But the question, is Jesus good? Is Jesus good? Can you actually say Jesus is good? If the answer is yes, then God is good. Because Jesus is exactly like God. In fact, he is God. And so in his actions, we see God reveal himself to mankind. That's what it is. So the person asked, do you think God is actually good? Like people say, I've addressed that. Apart from him giving us Jesus for salvation, do you personally think God is good? As I said, this is not a subject or matter of personal opinion. This is a matter of revelation of what he has revealed about himself and what we have seen um, consistently over time. All right. Also, for the person who's separating God's goodness from salvation, you, you can't do that. Say, is God personally good, right? You can't really do that because the best expression of God's goodness, the perfect expression of God's goodness was seen at salvation. Salvation is the perfect. The Bible says how God demonstrated his love to us that while we're yet seen as Christ died for us. So how do we know God's, God is good or his love? How do we know he loves us? There was a demonstration. There was a showing how when we were sinners, Christ died. That is the demonstration. That is the way. You cannot divorce or separate it. You can't say, no, I'll separate that from my personal experiences. Salvation is good or eh, fine, but personally, personally, I don't think God is good. No, that that would be um, an inconsistent train of thought. But let's just go on. 
okay because i mean this is a very sincere question and i mean this kind of question deserves to be answered okay and says and also why does god let bad things happen to believers okay why does god let bad things happen to believers i know he's not the cause but why does he let it all right um i've always heard people say it's because he wants to reach you from it but i don't think don't you think there are alternatives that just make someone learn the hard way okay so first of all i am not in the camp of believers who believe that god will use bad things to teach you a lesson oh god wants to bring some good out of it so what will he do he will let them rape you he wants to bring some good out of it so he will let you just let you fall sick and all that no I, i don't think and i would not subscribe to that see people my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge book of hosea i think you see that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge knowledge you see this thing called knowledge is an extremely important thing many believers will suffer because of ignorance not because god is not good they will suffer because of ignorance because you see god designed this world in a way that it's we are codependent and it's in his wisdom that he made sure that nobody like he he didn't put everything in everybody, like in one person. He puts different things in everybody. That's why you see everyone. There are people, even on the natural skill, there are people who are carpenters, locksmiths, people who are gifted with athletic ability. Some people, they are more uh, mentally um, stimulated or inclined. And, you know, some are scientists, some are artists, some are different. Like, just imagine a world where everybody had the same skills, everyone had the same talent, everybody was just Superman. It wouldn't make sense. But you see, because I know I don't have everything in me, I can't sing, you know, maybe I can't write, but I can dance, someone else can sing, right? You know, you, you have a, a band or group of people come together and they all bring their own, um, would I say, strengths. And by the time they come together, they have or make a strong unit, all right? Look at the difference, differences between male and female, all right? A man and woman, they're different. A man has different a different body structure. A woman has a different body structure, psychologically are different emotionally they are different Uh, but you see individually yeah they can do good by themselves but when they come together they are stronger it is just god's design that he doesn't put everything in one person and it is his wisdom if the world will coexist the world has to realize that he has he has put things in others for you (laughs) do you get that and i mean we follow these principles every time the principle of interdependence when you want clothes and shoes and no matter how much of an entrepreneur you are you cannot make everything you need toothbrush someone is making it just buy it are you seeing that camera someone is making it just buy phone someone is making it just buy would you say you want to make your own phone or camera or whatever no you don't say that so there is the principle of interdependence that was already established even before the church god has already made us interdependent and it is his wisdom to make us so what does that mean it means we depend on each other but it also means that one person's actions affect the other and to that effect i will now bring in the intention of god when creating the world okay so god's intention god's intention when creating the world was that this world would be governed by his love love would be the governor of this world and that's why when you see when he comes to the new creation and he makes the new creation he emphasizes love emphatically explains that love must be part of our daily conduct he says love one another as i loved you by this shall all men know you are my disciples they shall know because of love 
because love is the wisdom of God. Love is the way um, God seeks to regulate the world. I did a whole um, teaching that was on Renewal Wednesday. Wednesday, that's a um, session I've started on YouTube every single Wednesday, usually by 6 p.m., sometimes 7 p.m. But you should just go check it out on Young Ecclesian Nation. Just go watch that thing because I went in depth into explaining sin and, you know, just explain the evil of sin and the fact that sin affects everybody. Sin is not something that is independent. What is sin? Sin is just to miss the mark. Sin is just, God has a standard. God's standard, for example, is love. In fact, this is what Jesus said. He said that we can summarize all the laws and commandments by this one statement, love one another, love one another, love God, love people. That is the, he says on these two, all the law and prophets hang upon, love one another. In other words, love is supposed to be the regulator of the human race. Love is supposed to be the way the human race conducts itself. That is the only way the world can get along, love. And not just the world's love that they love you when it's convenient, no, love that continues or is consistently good towards you regardless of what you do. That is love. That is God's own love. And you see, the only way to love like that is to receive the life of God. You cannot love. You know, the Bible says, um, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. God is love. Those who are born of God are the ones who love. You see, the world cannot love the way God loves. So love is God's wisdom. And that was what, you see, in Genesis, God comes and offers Adam his life. There was the tree of life in the garden. The symbolism of that, that this is God's offering to man, life. Take life, life in me. In other words, become dependent on me. I'm your God. You understand? Acknowledge me as God and receive my life as a gift. You understand? And then you're going to live by my promptings, by my dictates, by what I want. You're going to live for me. And that's what Adam rejects in Genesis. I don't have time to go into that. If you want, we had just had concluded the school of hard knocks and we go in depth into these things. This particular one is on topic called salvation in depth. Another batch will probably run and <laughs> just, um, just watch out for the next batch that will run. It's going to be awesome. You don't want to miss it. But that was what God offered Adam in Genesis. And Adam refused. <laughs> he refused it. Bible says Adam was not deceived. The serpent came in the guise of like the serpent was the all he did was just make those that offer evident. But the Bible says Adam was not deceived. Eve was the one who was deceived. Are you seeing that? So Adam knew what he was doing. He rebelled. He wanted his independence from God. And so by that he did not receive the life of God. Are you seeing that? Rather he brought the whole world into darkness. He brought the whole world into condemnation and punishment. And so you have to realize it is not God that was evil and did not give us his life. No, it's man who rejected it. Because if man had received the life of God, you see, the love of God would have been on his inside and man would have been able to regulate himself. Love regulates man. Love is actually that thing that constrains you, that keeps you. When I love my neighbor, there are things I don't do. If I love my friends, there are things I don't do and there are things I do. Love sets boundaries. So, you know, love does not focus on your desires. Rather, love actually focuses on other people. We even see it in the New Testament, right? Second Corinthians 5, verse 15, where um, Jesus explains, actually it's Paul, or Jesus through Paul says, And he died for all, that they which live should henceforth no longer live for themselves, but unto him who died and rose again. So what is, what, what is this saying? It's saying that God's idea 
was that man should not live for himself but for God. This was the idea or this was the plan from the beginning. Man should not live for himself but for God. But when man decided to go his own way and refused to acknowledge God, what happened? He brought evil into the world. He brought evil into the world because what is evil in, in a nutshell? What is, what is evil actually? Evil is just a deviation from God's plan. It's a deviation from God's plan. So when we talk about um, um, God letting evil happen or letting it, if God is going to, will I say, stop evil, how will I put it? God is going to have to stop evil through men. Why? Because Psalm 115 verse 16 lets us know that the heavens, even the heavens belong to God and the earth has he given to the children of men. God's plan for making the earth was that he was going to give man dominion to rule this earth. In other words, it was like an inheritance for man. Man would have free will over this earth. And if you think about it, free will is a gift. You know, many people, they question free will and they they spit on it. Because like now, if you, if you say why... Um, like this person who's asking, saying, why does um, God let bad things happen to believers? Where do bad things come from? Where do bad things come from? Bad things come from people. You understand? People, especially. Let me even say this. I don't want to go into that. But people, people are responsible for evil. Including you. <laughs> including you. Including you and including me. We are responsible for evil. That's the truth. Because you know, many times we only count what we call evil is rape, you know, stealing, killing, like things that are so graphic and gory. Yeah, Jesus said, if you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery, you've sinned, and that's evil. Because it only takes a person who has committed adultery in his heart to commit it physically, to wreck somebody's marriage. But you've committed it into your heart, you've already potentially wrecked somebody's marriage. That's what Jesus is saying. So, should, should, when we talk about evil, should you not be stopped? <laughs> yes. Or when you lie, you tell lies. Jesus actually said, if you are angry with your brother, you've committed murder. Why? Because you see, anger is the predecessor to murder. When you, before you kill somebody, there, should some be, there usually will be some anger or resentment or hatred towards them or something like that. Look at Cain and Abel. So, sin doesn't just begin... Uh, when it's uh, you know when you see it sin begins in the heart they are just see evil the heart of man Bible says the heart of man is desperately wicked so evil is going on in the heart of men all the time including believers the only thing about believers is that they have the ability to re, re, you know re, how will I put it resist the devil resist that because it's no longer their nature they can renew their minds with God's word and they can have significantly less um ideas of such. In fact, it can get to a point where the word of God is what dominates your thinking, where it is not majorly evil thought, it is actually godly thoughts that flow through your mind. Bible says whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, whatever is, if there's any virtue on any praises, think on these things. So, for the believer, you can decide to regulate your thinking. But, <laughs> how many believers do that? Because if we are dealing with evil, you know, you have to realize evil is is will be man's ill will towards you. Man's selfish desires playing out. Most evil, how does most evil happen? Most evil happens um, when a person chooses his selfish desires above yours. A very good example is rape. A person has pent-up sexual desires towards somebody and, you know, he would rather relieve himself you get than respect you. He would rather do that than, you know, what is stealing? Stealing is that I want something... 
I want something for certain reasons. You have it, all right? And I will not respect your right to have it. I will steal it from you because I want it. That's covetousness also. So, if you want to deal, if God should stop evil, if God should just stop it, then God better cancel free will. Nobody should have free will because by, by the virtue of the fact that you have free will, which is a gift, you have the tendency to do evil. You do. So, the question for you to say, eh, eh, why can't God, mm-mm. should God cancel free will? Should he cancel free will? Should he remove free will completely? I'll tell you, the reason why believers still have trouble with the flesh is because our bodies are still mortal. The Bible tells us that God, you know, in the end, will give us a new body that will match with our, the spirit we have received. So, living holy and all those things will be a breeze. It will just be it will just be supernova. For now, we still have troubles in the flesh because we are still in a corrupted body and a corrupted world. That is why, but we, on the inside, we have changed. But the truth is that when it comes to free will, this thing called free will, would you rather be a robot? Would you rather be controlled? <laughs> you get? Because if God is going to stop evil, then ah, he has to stop you. Because that your mind, what is inside your mind right now? What are you, this just like now, this morning that you've woken up, what was in your head? There are some evil things that have crossed your mind today. That if you act out on, on the, act those things out, oh my goodness. There are lots of people like that. Before someone takes a gun and goes do a mass murder, sprays his classmates, he had he had been thinking about it for a long time. So lots of people are having potential evil. Like they are carrying thoughts. They're seeing people carrying different kinds of thoughts. Whether it's murder or whether it's rape or whether it's adultery or whether it's stealing or whatever, lying. You know, that's the truth. And there are different kinds of it. Okay, for some someone listening, probably your parents are politicians or something like that. They give them money, a contract to do a good road. That is, make it a good road. They eat most of the money. They give a contractor a little amount of money. Just put gravel on the road. The road is not done. Potholes everywhere. People drive on that road and all that. Someone has an accident. You are, your parent is directly responsible for that, for, that, for that happening. You know, corruption everywhere. Steal money. Like now, for example, you can literally buy a driver's license. You actually don't have to, um, you don't have to prove you can drive. If you just pay the right amount of money, they'll give you a license. They'll forge everything for you. And give, in fact, I don't to get a license any other way in Nigeria right now is a hassle. It's a serious hassle. You can literally get it like that. And of course, I'm, and what does that mean? That means there are lots of people who are unqualified to drive on the road. Many people who just entered and started trying to learn by themselves, they don't know, they don't know road signs, they don't know jack. Some people don't even know traffic signs and you put them on the road. People will die. Things will happen. <laughs> Have you seen that? So, you know, or is it hospitals? You know, I, I went into details on this on Wednesday. So just go check out the Renoir Wednesday uh, message. So I'm just saying all this to explain the fact that this boils down to free will. And God is good, but, you know, God's, God is good, but evil comes from people. You understand? Evil comes from people. I mean, people... Let me say this. Satan, when we say Satan influences people to do evil, Satan just pushes people to go for their own desires. You understand? He just pushes people to go after their own desires. Oh, this is what I want. And what I want, if it is in someone else's hand, Bible says don't covet your neighbor's house, his ox, his wife. If it's in someone else's hand, ah, why should that person have it? I should not have it. I want it badly, so I take it. Satan will just push you towards your desires. And that is how evil occurs. Simple. 
And that pushing is not like he forced you. No, you already had a desire. Bible says everyone is dragged off by his own desires, his own lusts and enticed. So all Satan has to do is, you, you know, exposure. Your desire is already there. He just, he just subtly, you know, nudges you towards your desires. And that is how it happens. You understand? So that is actually um, what that means. Then the person also said, lastly, why is it that when a believer stops being serious about God? Because let's say they have a personal issue. He seems to take away his protection. Now, this is not true. God will not take his hands off a believer. As I said, God has given authority to men. Men are the ones. And I've explained how evil comes. Now, as I said, a believer can live, literally have access to God's protection, but be ignorant about it. We have been given, for example, the name of Jesus with the authority of Christ. We've been given the ministry of angels, but if you don't know how to use them, they are just going to be there. The Bible says we've come to Mount Zion to an innumerable company of angels. They are there at your beck and call. The Bible says in Hebrews 1, are they not all ministering spirits? I think that should be 14. All ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be the heirs of salvation. They ha- you have access to them. But just because you have access does not mean you use them. You can decide not to use them. You can forget you have them. You get. And this thing, this is what will actually lead people to other things. So you can't say God didn't make the provision. He made the provision. But you see, God will respect your will. God will respect your will. In other words, if you want to, you can take advantage of it. If you don't take advantage of it, you know, you, you see the... And that is, this is also where interdependence comes again. Because you see, the church is supposed to teach you these things. The, the word of God is it is there in the word of God but the church your church a good church will keep on emphasizing this truth and keep on teaching you and build your conviction around these things so that when you are in the situation you are able to respond you know with the word of God and that thing is also God gives direction when it comes to evil uh, he gives direction yes most in, in, not even most in all cases before something evil happens normally God will give you witness and he won't just give you a witness, he will give others a witness. But because we don't know the language of the Spirit, we don't know how God talks, we miss it. When we don't give our time to prayer, you know, prayer makes us more sensitive to the Spirit of God. Worship makes us more sensitive to the Spirit of God. You understand? And knowledge also makes us more sensitive to the Spirit of God. When you understand how God talks, I've been teaching that in spiritual awareness. You can just go get the uh, messages on Telegram, that same Telegram channel, or go on YouTube, Spiritual Awareness 1 to 3. Go and listen to them. and You'll see how God, God sends us signals. But you don't know. You don't know how God sends us signals. You don't do your due diligence. When we say, you know, a believer being serious, yeah, being serious for your own good. Staying on the word of God, learning the word of God, understanding the word of God is for your own good. So when you don't go after it, you don't stay on it, how are you going to know? Many believers have a, a fire brigade approach to their Christian life. It's when they have problems, they now start running to God and shouting. They, you know, you have problems when you're sick, that's when you start trying to practice healing and all that. No, it is supposed to be a daily lifestyle. It is like going to the gym because you don't know the day you will probably have to lift something extremely heavy. You just keep on going to the gym. Or you don't, it's like going for swimming lessons because you don't know the day you fall into water or someone will fall into water and you need to rescue them. You don't know the day. You see, these things are applied. <laughs> they are just common sense, like a lot of common sense. You understand? So, those are some things that he does. Um, I hope that I've been able to, you know, just give a wide spectrum of thought on this particular matter because the Bible is just replete with it. God is good. Jesus is God. Jesus is perfect theology. We can see God and his actions in Christ Jesus. 
how God was in Christ just reconciling the world to himself, not imputing our trespasses and committed to us the message of reconciliation. That is our Father. That is our God. And he is good. Okay? So, guys, that's it for today. All right? And I really enjoyed making this. I hope you also enjoy listening to it and gaining insight into it. Oh, by the way, tomorrow is the move of God. All right? It's going to be happening at Kobe's. Just type Kobe's Foods or so on your, um, on your maps, map application, and it will take you right there. Kobe's food is at Kudat Abiola Road, Keja. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Starting by 3 p.m. tomorrow. Don't miss it. Drag a friend in there. It's been amazing what God has been doing in those meetings. And I look forward to seeing you there. All right, guys. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And uh, bye-bye. If this blessed you, or you want to say hi, or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essien, pst.essien. Also, if you've been blessed and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast, then you can give to 0106-207-685. I'll say that again, 0106-207-685-GT Bank. God bless you.